I'm Yoe Shaw. I'm Kia Miakonatis. We're the hosts of the NPR podcast, Invisibilia. You can think of Invisibilia kind of like a sonic blacklight. When you switch us on, you'll hear surprising and intimate stories. Stories that help you notice things in your world that maybe you didn't see before. Listen to the Invisibilia podcast from NPR. Happy Friday, everyone, from NPR Music and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Christina Lee. Hey, Christina. Hey, Robin. Friday, of course, is the day when most new albums and EPs come out, and we're doing a quick run through the best releases for May 14th, starting with the singer Georgia Smith and her latest. It's called Be Right Back. I'm driving around in my own feelings. Fewer them in the past Most of them don't even know. This is Georgia Smith, the singer Georgia Smith. Her new record is called Be Right Back, and the song we're hearing from it is called Digging. Christina, her voice just sends me, absolutely sends me. It's just so beautiful. And I mean, that's been true since at least for the past couple years, right? I mean, you know, she hadn't even turned 20 when we first met her. And now look at her. It still cuts to the core. And there's a lot of heartache in these songs uh, that I thought was curious because I've read that even though she writes in the first person, these songs aren't really about her. They're broader than that. Right. Well, I think pretty much since the beginning of her career, Georgia Smith has always proven to be a really empathetic songwriter. I think in an interview with The Face, she was talking about how she even wrote a song inspired by the mother of one of her fans who came to her show and ended up collapsing uh, mm. while watching the concert. And so she always seems very attuned to you know, the everyday concerns of her fans and her listener base. I feel like that's what seems to really drive her as an artist is the ability to really kind of speak for and relate to her fans. Yeah, that really comes through too. I I feel like that's something I can really sense in an artist when they're being genuine, but she just writes with such compassion. And like you said, empathy with this very deep understanding, I think, of what it means to be human. Yeah, for sure. Even in the song that we just played, uh, Digging, I think it's such a strong example because, I mean, she's talking about um, a couple where the fight is escalating and you can really feel that, not with just this production that's pounding, but also with the way that she drives that home with the lyrics, like, leave me alone so I can feel the distance. I feel like that's something that we've all said before, right? (laughs) (laughs) A lot this past year, in fact. (laughs) (laughs) Be Right Back is the record from Georgia Smith. Thanks so much, Christina. Thanks, Robin. All right, another big release out now on May 14th is St. Vincent's latest. It's called Daddy's Home. Singing me 
Mississippi, good goddamn. But me, I never cry to tell the truth I lied. Lighters up. This is St. Vincent. Daddy's home is the record. The song is called Melting of the Sun. And NPR Serena Turos back again to ponder the St. Vincent question with us. Hey, Serena. Hey, Robin. <laughs> Let's just start with the sound of the record. This is basically St. Vincent's homage to 70s guitar rock. Yeah, you know, we saw so many artists over the past year return to what was comforting and familiar as we set into the the lockdown of the pandemic, you know, with like covers and tributes while they regrouped and tried to think about how it was financially feasible to release a new record in a year they couldn't tour. And on Daddy's Home, St. Vincent really leans into this rock, blues, funk, soul sound of downtown New York in, she actually specified the years 1971 to 1976. Yeah, you have to get it wrapped up before the birth of punk. Yeah, throughout the whole record, you really hear that in the production and in the instrumentation, Wurlitzers, and there's an electric sitar and this boomy low-end bass. And even in like the slow rhythm section, it sounds like the drummer is really just laying down the downbeat a half second after it's supposed to come. So one of the reasons she chose to go in this direction with her sound is that her dad had spent some time in prison. Annie Clark, who is St. Vincent, her dad had spent time in prison for a white-collar crime as part of a stock manipulation scheme uh, that he was involved with. He's out now. And so she is, at least in part, playing this off as sort of a tribute to the music that he would have loved. I am really not a fan of that sort of marketing aspect of the record, but I am really interested in this idea of artists looking back in time I think St. Vincent is really leaning on these themes of disillusionment, of, you know, of life, of love with society. You know, she said she was drawn to the 70s because at the time, life was bad, but music was good. And it kind of reminds her of where we are now, which I totally agree with. I've talked with some other longtime St. Vincent fans about the record, and I've gotten some mixed reviews from people. And, and I think people are going to be reading some mixed reviews. But, um, you know, there are some artists I will always listen to because I want to see what they're doing. And St. Vincent is one of those, you know, like, so my first time listening through this album, I thought, okay, you know, I'll take this ride with you. That's cool. But the more I listened to it, the more brilliant I thought it was. I mean, there are, you know, maybe dad rock, maybe I'm a target market for dad, <laughs> for dad rock. But, um, you know, like there's Shades of Pink Floyd and the Alan Parsons project. And she just, I just think St. Vincent executes her vision on this record so perfectly. You know, when she released Mass Seduction in 2017, which was a pivot away from some of her earlier art rock, people wanted her to go back to the sound of her self-titled album. And right. I'm sure in 2014, people wanted her to go back to the sound of her debut album. And, you know, Annie Clark was listening. She heard you say, go back to the past. And she took it really seriously, like some sort of <laughs> trickster god. <laughs> 
So yeah. I agree with you, Robin. I'm I'm here wherever she goes. There's one thing I haven't figured out yet, and I have not been able to connect the thread from 70s rock to Sheena Easton's Morning Train, which is referenced multiple times throughout the record. St. Vincent, the new record is called Daddy's Home. Thanks, Serena. Thanks, Robin. From the 70s jams of St. Vincent, let's go to the rap duo Paris, Texas and their really wild, off-kilter debut mixtape. It's called Boy Anonymous. Man, she, she brought out a little stripper bag, cause strippers, they got bags where they put all their fucking money in. Yeah. So she moved all her money out the way. She like, boom, at the very bottom, like the very, very bottom. She put it on for me and then she, yeah, she, I'm not gonna lie, I know they like two songs. They get Soldiers want everything the light touches. We need that exposure. Go ahead, fix your camera. Go ahead, clean them lenses. We still gonna show up. This why what they told us. Realize y'all take it everywhere, but the maximum. Married to the money. Soon as I heard that y'all broke up, asking for any closure, but it don't want no closure. Who am I to judge her past? But she said it was over. Spit hotter than a solar. I can't trust a soul. Uh, you niggas some cobras. This word tell me cobra. I should live in tundras. I want my neck froze. Uh, sick of y'all wait. This is the duo known as Paris, Texas. Their debut mixtape is called Boy Anonymous. The song we're hearing from it is the closing cut. It's called Force of Habit. And back after way too long to talk about this one is NPR Music contributor Gavin Godfrey. Hey, Gavin. Thank you, Robin. Feels good to be back. So for the uninitiated, let's start with who Paris, Texas, the band is. Uh, because there was a bit of mystery around them when they started putting stuff out earlier this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I remember first hearing about them and, you know, quickly finding out that they are neither from Paris or Texas. <laughs> right. Uh, but they are a duo comprised of uh, Louis Pastel and Felix. And they're actually from South Central L.A. Uh, and they're two guys who met in high school. And they're both just heavily influenced by more uh, experimental acts like Eve Toomer or Eiffel 65, if you can remember the guys who did that song, you know, blue, da-da-dee-da-da-bye, right, those yeah. guys, um, which is just very interesting to be in such a close proximity to places like Compton, but their influences are just more or less global. So yeah. um, they come out with, you know, their first single, Heavy Metal, back in February. And for a lot of people, it was like, oh my God, who are these guys? Where do they come from? This is awesome. Another quote-unquote overnight success. But as I kind of said, they've been cracking at it doing weird, funky stuff with music and production for the better part of eight years. And now we're kind of hearing the fruits of that labor. Yeah, it is so weird and woozy, but it kind of makes you want to move with the weirdness, you know? Yeah. And I read an interview where, where they said that they love the kind of music that makes you put your hand on your chin and wonder what is happening. And that is the kind of record they made. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I think another part of that is I, I feel like it's almost like music you can see. And these guys have admitted that they're kind of cinephiles and film and visuals are also a big part of what they do. You know, Paris, Texas was OG movie from 1984 um, that was also trippy and woozy and almost dreamlike. And I feel like you can see that or hear that really uh, within this album. Yeah. I really felt, I'd be curious to know what you think, but I, I really felt while listening to it like, man, this really feels truly new and so original inspired 
Yeah, definitely. I was looking on uh, social media and it was Louis Pasteur was explaining the thinking and process going into this album. And he said that, you know, com being comfortable is something that our little lizard brains love, as he says. <laughs> and that with this album, the ideal thing they were trying to do was create a project not knowing who we are or what we are. Hence the name Boy Anonymous. It does sound so fresh because they pride themselves at not being able to be confined into a box. Boy Anonymous is the record from the duo Paris, Texas. Thanks, Gavin. Let's not wait so long to have you back next time. Let's do it. We want to play one more for you before we have to take a quick break. This comes from the singer-songwriter Maxine Funk. It's called Seance. So hard to stay So hard to stay This is Maxine Funk, the singer-songwriter Maxine Funk. Her new record is called Seance. The song we're hearing from it is Quiet Shore. And NPR Music's Lars Gottrich here for this one. Hey, Lars. Hey, Robin. Maxine Funk is an artist you turned me on to this week, and, and uh, you know me well. This is just such a beautiful transporting record. I just love it. Yeah. Maxine Funk is a, uh, a singer-songwriter from New Zealand. And in her voice, you might hear somebody like Vashti Bunyan. She definitely shares that quiet sweetness backed by a finger-picked guitar. And Maxine usually goes years between albums. And, and in the same way, Robin, you treasure someone like Sharon Van Etten. Uh, I wait in these long stretches for Maxine's hushed wisdom. Yeah, She, she sings about the everyday and small moments and memories that tend to escape most of us. And I, I think it takes a gentle spirit to relish in the relish, so to speak, to, to see the poetry of grass clippings and peppercorns like she does in one of these songs. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned grass clippings and peppercorns because so many of the lyrics I thought sounded like potions or incantations, <laughs> you know, like on yeah, Moody Rella, she yeah. sings, there's like- A little witchy. Yeah, yeah. I, witchy, exactly. Like she sings eyeballs, asphalt, grass clippings, peppercorns. I mean, that's, that's a line. And then there's a, a song called Fairy Baby where she says, a pinch of cirrus, some fenugreek, Harrispication, <laughs> hair of sloth hanging from an oak tree. And Harrispication, I had to look it up, is uh, reading the future and animal entrails. Oh, totally witch, witch stuff here. Yeah, exactly. I, I had never considered that aspect of Maxine Funk before. Her, her catalog suddenly opens to me. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could help. I mean, she, she definitely has, there's darkness in, in these songs, you know? I mean, I think that's one of the things I love 
uh, in lots of artists' work, but particularly hers here, is that she can balance the darkness with light. The songs are very beautiful, but there's some very dark and cryptic storytelling. Seance is the record from the singer Maxine Funk. And Lars, there's one more album that I know you're excited about that's out today. It's from the artist known as Giant Claw. And we're going to play that in just a second. But first, we need to take a short break. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Brewer Terrence Sullivan shares how brewing beer is often a science, but to achieve the right flavor profile, it can also be an art. The science is the process of making the actual beer, and and the art form comes from the brewer of literally weaving in different hops. They're just adding some nice little zest to it. To learn more, go to SierraNevada.com. Must be 21 years or older. Please drink responsibly. Support for NPR and the following message come from BetterHelp, offering online counseling. BetterHelp therapist Hesu Joe knows that lockdown has been hard on us as humans. We as people are hardwired to connect with others, which is why this whole time is so difficult. The connection that happens between people can be very powerful and how healing it can be to have a healthy relationship with someone. To get matched with a counselor within 48 hours and save 10%, go to BetterHelp.com songs. It's New Music Friday from NPR and All Songs Considered. I'm Robin Hilton. We're taking a quick look at the best albums out now on May 14th. We start the second half of our show off with Giant Claw and the album Mirror Guide. This is Giant Claw, the artist known as Giant Claw. The record is called Mirror Guide, and the song we're hearing is called Until Mirror. Uh, My first question I had, Lars, for you when I was listening to this was, have you ever considered just assimilating? (laughs) Yes, Robin, I have considered just... Just get in line with everybody else, Lars. (laughs) Well, this is is brain-breaking music for me. I mean, in the best possible way. So I guess just start with, tell us who Giant Claw is and, the, and and why you love this record this week. You might actually know Giant Claw through his artwork. So Giant Claw is a guy named Keith Rankin. He's done the artwork for Rico Nasty, Nick Hakim, and Fire Tools. He does these kind of like digitally airbrushed collages that land somewhere in the realms of D&D, Lisa Frank, and VHS covers of horror movies. <laughs> what? Um, <laughs> It's so specific. But Giant Claw, his music is kind of a mirror to that surreal quality of his visual work. And I have to admit that I often have a hard time describing exactly what it is he's doing, or maybe more accurately, what his music does to me. Yeah. 
in the past, he'd sample YouTube videos of pop songs and manipulate them pretty much beyond recognition. He'd add some MIDI strings and then kind of like glitch everything into something resembling a song. Yeah. Uh, I once called it mecha chamber music, which I thought <laughs> was perfect. There's a thrill in how his sound design overwhelms you. There are bits and pieces of information cutting across time and speakers and high def and... You either run away from it or you get lost in it. And I like that that sort of thrill ride. And Keith has mentioned that he's really inspired by how music is cut in movie trailers, hmm. uh, specifically for like action films. So that might be a way for you to think about Giant Claw and specifically this record. But I will say for the first time, he commissioned real voices, real human voices to provide the baseline for some of the songs. That doesn't seem to stop Keith from creating impossible sound structures, but it does offer some grounding and even some warmth to what, for all intents and purposes, sounds like what robots imagine human music to be. Mirror Guide is the record from Giant Claw. Thanks, Lars, for bringing bringing the good jams. Always, Robin. Always. (laughs) We still have a couple more albums that we want to play for this week's show, but let's go ahead and take a quick look at a handful of other notable releases out now on May 14th, starting with Jay Cole. He's got a new one out today called The Off Season. We weren't able to hear the album in time for the taping of the show, but definitely one of the biggest releases of the week, The Off Season from Jay Cole. The Black Keys have a new covers album called Delta Cream, uh, covers of Delta Blue songs, Delta Cream from the Black Keys. Sarah Neufeld, the violinist for Arcade Fire, has a really beautiful new solo album out today called Detritus. Damien Gerardo, one of her all-time favorite singer-songwriters, is back with a new one called The Monster Who Hated Pennsylvania. It's his fifth album in as many years, and they've all been just consistently great. The Monster Who Hated Pennsylvania from Damien Gerardo. Bob Boylan played that on the show a few weeks ago. Juliana Hatfield, the veteran and much-beloved rock and pop artist, is back shredding guitar on a new one called Blood. Fatima Al-Qadiri, a Kuwaiti electronic artist and producer originally from Senegal, she's got this gorgeous new album called Medieval Femme. The duo Rodrigo y Gabriela have a new three-track release called The Jazz EP, and Holly McVie, the Brighton singer-songwriter, she just dropped her second full-length that's called Not the Girl. We've got a lovely Tiny Desk performance from her online that you can check out. All that music out now on Friday, May 14th, along with these last couple that we want to play for you, starting with Shabaka Hutchings and Sons of Kemet. Their new one is called Black to the Future. Thank you. 
This is Shabaka Hutchings and Sons of Kemet. The album is called Black to the Future. We're hearing just a, a small bit of the song, Let the Circle Be Unbroken. And Nate Shannon of WBGO and Jazz Night in America back to talk about this one and one more we're loving this week. Hey, Nate. Hey, Robin. So Shabaka Hutchings is a, is a saxophonist from, from London. We've talked a good bit about uh, him and his work over the years. Here he's working with the band Sons of Kemet. And I think it's fair to call this a, a pretty monumental work, yeah? This album is a big swing. Yeah. And Shabaka Hutchings is one of the improvisers I can think of right now who is best attuned to just visceral impression, you know? Mm, like yeah. a kick-you-in-the-gut kind of force. And at the same time, he is kind of an artist philosopher, especially on the subject of the sort of African diaspora and the Caribbean diaspora that, that he's a part of. And so when you title this album Black to the Future, there's obviously a kind of a wink-wink there. But he's really seriously thinking about Afrofuturism and about liberation and about looking both forward and back. You know, there's a piece here called to never forget the source, you know, and he's always thinking about the African source. So, you know, this is this music that's just teeming with energy, and it's also completely brimming with ideas. You wrote in a short piece for WBGO that Shabaka Hutchings has a gift for cathartic combustion. And man, that, <laughs> yes. is, that is like what this whole record felt like. It just felt like it was burning. Yeah. The track that features More Mother and Angel Bat Doweed is actually called Pick Up Your Burning Cross. Yeah. So when we think about burning, there are multiple implications there. This is one thing about Shabaka Hutchings, too, is that he is, not only is he not afraid to be in your face, he really kind of revels in it. And I say in your face, not only in a finger-pointing accusatory way, which, you know, there's a little bit of that here, but also in a, look, celebrate this culture and join us in this sort of party with a purpose, you know? Right. Well, I said it's fair to call this a monumental work. I also think it's fair to say it, it warrants some deep listening and, and, as you said, not a casual listen. Uh, the record, Black to the Future, from Shabaka Hutchings and Sons of Kemet. And Nate, let's do one more before I let you go. This is from another phenomenal improviser, the late violinist Billy Bang. It's called Lucky Man. This is Billy Bang, the violinist Billy Bang. The album is called Lucky Man, and this cut we're hearing from it is called Jungle Lullaby. Uh, as I said, Billy Bang was a violinist, a free jazz improviser and composer. He died in 2011. 
This album is a, is a companion to a documentary about Billy Bang that's also called Lucky Man. And Nate, it is, a, it is really a, a remarkable story. It's so touching and so true. We've known for a very long time that Billy Bang was deeply, deeply impacted by his experience serving in the Vietnam War. It's something he carried with him and struggled to reconcile with his calling as an artist. And this film and the accompanying album chronicle his return to Vietnam and just the spirit of generosity and openness and, and shared humanity that he brought to that pilgrimage. What you hear him doing is encouraging these um, Vietnamese musicians that he meets and teaching them, you know, to improvise the way that he knows how to improvise and, and finding these harmonious convergences there. And sometimes laughing out loud as it's happening because it's so yeah. vital. And so this music is so touched with grace, you know. Yeah. It is a beautiful musical experience, but I think even more than that, it's almost a spiritual one. Oh, definitely. I, I mean, he's traveling through the country. He's meeting people, strangers he runs into. He's playing with them. You, you say that uh, he was teaching them about improvisation, but he was also learning from them. Right. And the record and the film just gives you so much to think about, so much more than the music, right? I mean, it just makes you reflect, as you say, sort of on the majesty of life. There's so much humanity in this music and in his interactions with all the people that he meets. One thing that I think is cool on the record is that even though you're just getting, you're getting clips from the film, but he shares not only his stories and memories of his time in the war, but he reflects on like the nature of art and the creative process and what it means to make art and the power of music. You know, that wisdom, you know, he's a part of this generation of musicians that includes someone like Henry Threadgill, who also served in Vietnam. These improvising musicians who really articulated the kind of post-war avant-garde. It is Black American music, but it is expansive in every way. You know, it is not bound by any particular cultural frame. So it, it, it's not a surprise to hear that Billy Bang can make such beautiful music with the Vietnamese pentatonic scale and with these folk yeah. instruments. You know, it, it actually makes perfect sense, but it's still a revelation to us as it, as it clearly was to him. I, I think my nerves are are pretty raw right now, <laughs> but yeah. but I got very choked up watching him connect with everybody in this yeah. music. Billy Bang is the artist. The new record is called Lucky Man. Thanks so much, Nate. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Robin. To hear full versions of the songs that we featured on this week's show, along with a bunch of other singles that came out this week, Check out our expanded playlists. You'll find them in Apple Music and Spotify. You can also listen on our website. That's at npr.org slash all songs. Keep track of the latest from NPR Music by signing up for our newsletter. We only send it out once a week. You can get it by going to npr.org slash music newsletter. All one word, music newsletter. And for NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. Take care out there. Be well and treat yourself to lots of music. Thank you very much, you wonderful people. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you very, very much for real.